Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, it's vacation and it's all we've ever wanted. The best summer vacations coming up. This is Up for Debate, episode number 84, recorded July 12th, 2017. Summer Vacation. Greetings, everybody. I'm Sean Jennings. This is Up for Debate, joined, as always, by the man who knows his way around a relaxing getaway. It is Mr. Matt Mariani. Vacation, Sean. Wish it would never end. Wish it would never... Man, whatever happened to the Go-Go's, they were great. Um... Yes, no, it is summer, and we are talking today all about summer vacation, Matt, especially because you're about to take one. I am. I am about to travel over to Iceland, the wonderful... Which I I had no idea was a real place. Yeah. I always thought it was like, like Westeros or Narnia. I didn't realize you could go there. Yeah, you can, you can definitely go there. Who knew? Um, I've seen Anthony Bourdain do it, so I'm assuming it's a real place. I mean, the dude's got no reservations, so. Right. Um, while I'm there, I'm going to climb many fjords and probably drive around what they call the Ring Road, which is a giant road that circum kind of circumnavigates the whole island. Um, and I think it's going to be a pretty fun adventure. I think it will be as well. Um, and so that kind of inspired this episode for us to talk about the best options for vacations, how we like to do it, how we think you should do it, tips and tricks and all that jazz. Before we get to that, I want to very briefly remind everybody up for debate.tv is our website. And we do the show live sometimes on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash up for debate TV. Go like the page. You'll find out when we're live. And if you're watching live, we want your comments, comment on the Facebook page during the show. Matt, where would you like to start on this one? Well, um, I think the idea, we were kind of spitballing over some ideas when we, were, when we wanted to do a vacation episode. Um, we we kind of had this theory about vacations and how they fall into two very unique categories, I think. Um, you, you know, you have your, your non-scheduled kind of relaxing vacation. And you have your maybe a little more hectic, um, we'll call them scheduled vacations, where you go to many different places. The goal there is very much to see as much as possible within the uh, vacation time frame. Um, I want to ask you, uh, Sean Jennings, which of these categories would your ideal vacation fall into? Well, uh, first of all, I'll say, you know, you just described type A and type B personalities. I mean, it's not the most radical idea in the world that different types of people take different types of vacations. I would say, you know, for me, it really depends on the destination. Um, More so, you know, the destination for me drives the type of vacation. You can't really have a hectic scheduled vacation if you go to the middle of nowhere, right? Um, And you're not going to just sit in your hotel room in a at Disneyland and not do anything. Right. So I think the destination partly defines it. If I had to choose just in the abstract, I would probably say, I don't know. I really straddle the line. It's tough because if you were like, Sean, we're going to go to uh, the mountains 
for a week and just lounge around and and enjoy the forest, I'd be like, cool, that sounds great. And they're like, all right, Sean, we're going to go to Washington, D.C., and we're going to see all the museums, and we're going to be busy, we're going to see the Capitol. I'd be like, great. So I think it just depends on... It depends on the location. I don't know. I don't know if I really... It's hard for me to choose one. Gun to my head. Now, all right, Sean Jennings, we're going to go to... San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Where, where, which category does that fall into? Busy. That would be a busy bait. All right. Busy vacation. Okay. Uh, tell me why. Because there are things to do. If you're going to go to a place where there are things to do, then you should do them. Don't go to like a city and not do anything. If you go to the middle of nowhere <laughs> to do nothing. Uh, well, what if, okay. I could go to San Francisco and I could, you know, see all there is to quote unquote see, or I could go to a, um, uh, a cafe in San Francisco or well, San Francisco. So we'll say like a microbrewery that's run by really pretentious tech snobs. Um, and I could just sit there for the entire day and watch the world pass by me. That is, but in doing so, I kind of sit there and absorb the whole culture of San Francisco. Just kind of like seeps in through your pores. All right, just like like garlic fries at AT and T Park. Um, just kind of gets in there and seeps into your skin. The the whole culture. Would you not agree that that would be a equally successful vacation? What a fucking waste of a vacation that would be. I can do that at home. Like that is if you're going to another place to sit, that's kind of that's kind then go somewhere designed for you to go sit there and do nothing. A cafe or a microbrewery is not designed for you to sit and do nothing. That's why I like the idea of woods or a tropical island or somewhere where you're really right. in a place to do nothing. Maybe not maybe not do nothing. Maybe you sit there, you have a chat with one of the locals, you ask what brought them here? You write a little blog piece on it and you post it to NPR. Oh, fucking kill okay. me. Jesus Christ. I'm just trying to give you an example of how a relaxing slash non-scheduled vacation nope. can I, might actually turn out even better than a, than a scheduled vacation. I, I am I am in favor of both routes, believe me. I don't think one is necessarily better than the other, and I think different people like different ones. But my only point is you gotta strategically choose what you're gonna take because you should not say, I'm taking a a scheduled busy vacation, and then be like, hmm, where can I go? Oh, I know, I'll go to Guam. And it's like, no, you can't stay that busy in Guam. I'm suspicious. You it's not possible. Sorry, Guam. Maybe it is, I don't know. I don't know. You go to the Guam Museum of Guam. I would also say, I think, I'm sure they have many museums. Guam is a rich cultural history. I would say, too, it also varies if you've been to that place before, right? I would say if you're going to a place for the third or fourth time, then you can pivot from the scheduled. So if you've been to San Francisco a bunch and you've done all the scheduled activities, then pivot to the relaxing vacation. But my point is, if you're going to an exciting, action-packed place you've never been before, don't just sit in one place and not experience all of it. That's kind of lame. Go see all the shit, and if you want to relax, come back in a year when you're basically a local at that point, and you can just sit and take it easy. 
I like that. I like that theory. You know, you can always revisit it. Um, okay. I don't know. What about you? What about you, Matt? Are you, are you a bit on your, on your upcoming trip? Are you scheduled to the gills? Or are you, are you just going with the flow? We're definitely scheduled for a lot. Well, well, the Iceland, Iceland is a big, you know, it's a big country. It's, um, a whole island of things to explore. Is that their um, slogan? Oh yeah, a whole island. A whole island of things to explore. Yeah, um, and the Northern Lights. Uh, so we've got, you know, you, you could just go to Reykjavik, the city, and and spend an entire vacation just there, and and still not see everything there is to see. You know, spending a week in Reykjavik. So in our week there, we're going not just Reykjavik. We're going all over you know, the ring road. So all over the whole country, we're seeing Reykjavik, we're seeing all the other unpronounceable names that I can't pronounce. Although side note, there is a small town called, called Yavik or Vik. And it's right below Reykjavik. Um, That's the only other name I can pronounce in Iceland. As of now, who knows? Go there. I'll, I'll I'll hang out in one of their cafes and absorb the culture and be able to pronounce all of the Icelandic names mm-hmm. and eat whale meat, you know, as is custom over there. Really, just just whole you just eat the whole fish, you just, the whole thing, scales, yep. bones, the whole you just eat the whole fish. Yeah, you're like a seal basically, not like the it's singer seal, like the animal seal. Yeah, just like the singer. Yes, Heidi Klum's husband, yes. Yep, kissed by a rose. Yes, everyone's favorite. Um, yeah, I think ideally, though, I like I like both vacations. I think to me, though, if you're going to do a planned vacation, it's great. It's a great idea. It's a great idea to mix the two. To like kind of, you know, if you're going to plan one, and it's going to be like a lot of, a lot of planning thing, maybe you pick like one day. Where you just chill on the beach. Well, yeah, but like you, you've got to plan in the relaxing time. That has to be in the schedule. Yeah. That's the tr- You have to block out time and say, this is our two or three hours to not do anything, or we're going to take the first half of the day and sit by the pool. And, you know, right. it, you, I would say it is a bad idea to schedule eight to five every day, top to bottom. Not a great plan. You're not going to, you're going to get, you're going to get, 20% of the way in your vacation to be exhausted. Um, you've really got to be smart about you're, you're a person. I would say you're better off staying on the lighter side of the schedule than the head. It's okay. If you don't see everything, it's better to give yourself the time to see the few things you'll see in their completeness and in a relaxing manner. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think we sometimes tend to treat vacation as like a second job where you know everything's got to be totally overscheduled but the other way isn't so good either because if it's under scheduled then like you said before you're just kind of wasting your time and just hanging out in one spot and you know you could easily do that uh and in in your your own hometown cafe doesn't have to be a cafe in san francisco run by those uh tech nerds over there 
Um, so you're going on vacation, Sean. What do you pack? Knives. You must pack throwing what? stars. Um, okay. A bazooka. A a tin of gasoline. Okay. A shaving cream. Shaving Don't forget cream. the shaving cream. Those uh, Samsung phones that explode that you can't take on planes. <laughs> um, all the things you Make need sure for your trip. Yeah, and box cutters for sure. Oh, like all the – because you don't want to run out of box cutters. That's the worst. When you have all these boxes and you're like, how am I supposed to open them? Good thing I brought 28 box cutters. you got to save a whole box for those things. Yeah, and, you have you to. Know, That's your second bag. has a sense of humor. You can just be like, oh, I was – you know. That's my friend's Matt's bag. That's not my bag. Yeah, he was bringing guy. all the box cutters. And then the trick is, during the trip, you use all the box cutters, and then you have the empty suitcase space for souvenirs. Um, no, Smart. what what do I pack? So Matt, I my last job. I have a new job now. I've talked about this on the show. My old job was travel heavy, so I was five six times a year international travel, domestic travel. So I have a and I was real serious. Like I'm going to figure out how to pack properly, right? Few tricks. One, have you heard of packing cubes? No. What is a packing cube? So a packing cube, and I'll I'll put up uh, while I'm talking, I'll put up an image on the screen for the folks watching the video version. Um, but a packing cube is this idea that when you just put all your loose shit in a bag, you're not effectively utilizing space. Plus. Your stuff is gets all mixed in with each other, especially during your trip, right? Like by the two-thirds of the way in, your suitcase is a mess, right? So they have this concept called packing cubes, um, and the way it works... See, Matt, this is great. Now you can see my screen. Uh, but essentially, they're just these little... And they come in all different. Some are hard-sided. Some are soft-sided. These are the ones I own. They're by Eagle Creek. Um, and they're essentially just these little cube bags to put your stuff in. Um, and you get a set of them, and they're kind of like puzzle pieces in your suitcase, and they fit in different shapes. And it, you more efficiently, not only do you segment out your stuff, so like I would have my shirts in one bag, and I would have my underpants in another, and my socks in another. Um, but because they're puzzle pieces, they fit much better in your suitcase, and then your stuff doesn't move around as much, and it doesn't mix in with each other as much. Um, and I love my packing cubes. They are fantastic. Wow, that's neat. So where can I get one of these packing cubes? You can get them. Uh, my, the one, the ones I own are the Eagle Creek is the name of the company. Okay. Um, and they sell a whole bunch of different shapes and sizes um, that they sell. And they're really great. I will say one other thing too quickly is that, um, and you can see it in this picture. They also do a, um, a fantastic flat pack um, mm. for folded shirts. And, nice. and so you fold them and then it, it kind of flattens them and you put them in the bottom of your suitcase. That's also really great. Yeah, um, this is a cool, a cool, I see starter set. Yes. Yeah, no, they, they yeah. have, I mean, it's not the cheapest shit. Like, you know, you're, you're, you, you got to pay for it. It's not free, but mm -hmm. if you're serious about traveling or you travel a lot, I loved my packing cubes. They are fantastic. They also sell a really great electronics bag for you to pull your electronics in. This is for the hardcore guys, but I will say, Packing, go on YouTube and just watch how to pack videos. They're very helpful. Like how to roll your clothes versus fold them because you get more space. And how to put stuff in so security doesn't fuck with it when you load it all in. And 
just go out and read as much information as you can about packing because it is a science that takes practice to get right. That's for sure. Definitely a science. Um, by the way, this episode brought to you by Eagle Creek. Eagle Creek. Eagle Creek. Get your bag in shape with Eagle Creek. Make, make sure you're up Eagle Creek. Or you're with a, with our paddles. Um, <laughs> no, Matt, but let me ask you a question, all right? I'll challenge you back at this. Are you a carry-on bag? Or are you a checked bag guy? Definitely carry-on for the most part. Uh, this trip, I will be doing both. I will have a carry-on and a checked bag out of necessity. Now, somebody that I, um, somebody on a on a different podcast that I listen to, um, he gave advice when he was talking about packing. He was going to Japan, and he says whenever he goes to Japan, he likes to buy a lot of video games in Japan. Um, and what he does is he packs a suitcase inside of another suitcase. So that way he can use the uh, empty suitcase while he's there to f- just basically fill it up with all kinds of video games. And then he pays for that as a, um, as a checked bag, you know, flying back. That's a good I idea. thought that was interesting. Yeah. Packing a bag within a bag. Um, I don't think I'll be buying that many souvenirs on this trip, but you never know. Packing sucks. I hate it. I hate packing a lot. I've been doing it like all day today. It is the worst thing. I think I I will officially declare it the worst thing ever. No, I love, I would have come and packed your bags for you. I love packing. What are you talking about? Are you serious? Yeah. I, I actually multiple times throughout the day had the thought I would literally pay someone money to come here and pack my bag so for me. So what's the worst part? Is it picking out the clothes? Is it folding them? No. Is it? It's just physically putting them in the bag and making sure it clo- it, it shuts. I hate that. I well, hate it. Okay, but. Never works. Never shuts. Well, because you're packing too much, I'm Matt. Not, I'm not a very patient person when it comes to packing. So I can't say that I fold things very neatly. Or I can't say that I'm all that organized. So I kind of just lump everything in the bag. And then it just like doesn't close. And that doesn't surprise me as someone who lived with you. I know I can imagine exactly (laughs) what your bag looks like. I'm not surprised in the slightest. Um, But, you know, again, if you just, you have the, take the time and just organize the stuff and put it in thoughtfully, you'll get a lot more space out of it. I'm telling you. Yeah. But then I won't have time to do other cool things. It's like, not. Well, how much stuff are you? Pa- are you overpacking? Stuff. Am I overpacking? I don't think so. I, I think I'm packing a reasonable amount for for my trip. Uh, maybe maybe I'm overpacking a little bit. But I also Definitely. never travel because you're gone for like two what two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I never travel that long, so it's a little. I know it's a little different of a science. Um, those little, uh, cube packing cubes would have come in handy. I don't know if I'll get them in time. Too little, too late. And for Sunday, those look pretty neat. I, uh, definitely think our listeners should go out and, uh, buy some of those. We got to get an- travelers. We got to get an Amazon referral link. So we get a cut of this. We've earned like yeah. literally $9 on don't panic from those referral links. So they add uh, over four years. It adds up. Um, yeah, no, you got to. 
go, you know, another great resource, and we've I'm sure we've talked about it on this show before as well, is the Sweet Home and the and the wire cutter, Matt. And, and are you familiar with these sites? Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, no, no, actually, yes. You did you did you you showed me you showed all of us here at Sweet Home website. It was it was cool. And I will continue I to do so. Yes, it's my favorite website ever. Um, because they just pick really, but they have a whole the wire cutter has a whole section on bags and travel. And this is where I found I I bought their carry-on suitcase pick, their checked suitcase pick, the the travel cubes pick. Um, I literally bought everything they recommended and I have not regretted it for a hot second. So it's a good place to start if you're looking to buy some accessories and some gear um, because their recommendations are fantastic. All right. Um, But anyway, no, I, you know, I did learn when I was traveling that I actually really prefer not having a carry-on bag if at all possible Um, because it's just so much easier getting on and off the plane not having to worry about the bag course, the downside is you got to wait at the carousel for your checked bag to come out. Um, and of course you always run the risk of losing it. Um, yeah, that's always nerve wracking. <laughs> so, um, although I always, I always Delta started doing this thing now where they actually send you real time updates on your bag. So they'll be like, Oh, your bag was checked in at the counter. Oh, your bag is now being loaded onto the plane. Oh, your bag is now on the plane. Um, pretty which sure. Is, which is nice. Your bag has fallen out of the plane. <laughs> Your bag is somewhere over uh, Nebraska. No, I, I um, I that actually did happen to me once. I was flying. Where was I? I was flying them domestically somewhere. Um, uh, but why did I check a bag? I, anyway, uh, I got the. I was getting the notifications as I was sitting on the plane on the tarmac. They're like, oh, you know, your plane, your bag just left to be to be taken to the plane, but I didn't get the alert before before I had taken off that it had been loaded. I didn't get it till I landed. So like the whole flight, I'm like, geez, I hope my bag got loaded <laughs> on the plane. Of course I land in the phone. Goes, Your bag has been loaded. Your bag has been unloaded. I'm like, this is helpful. Nice. Yeah. Now Matt, especially since we got, we got, uh, we got people like Colin Turkel loading luggage on the planes. Dude, he's, he's rocking and rolling, man. Spirit airlines, Bradley airport. Be there. Yeah. Um, now Matt, how do you like to pass time on, the airplane are you a sleeper a reader a watcher i i try to be a sleeper but i can't i just something about traveling i never could sleep on planes or trains any any kind of public traveling vehicle cars no problem but you know i i can never i could just never do that um so I would say I'm more of a reader slash podcast listener slash audiobook. I like to pull out an audiobook on my uh, audiobook app, Audible. By the way, this episode is brought to you by, by Audible. Audible. Yeah. Your, our real Audible. advertisers are going to be mad you're giving away all this free airtime. Books for your ears. <laughs> Shove those books in your ear holes with Audible. <laughs> um, we just got to do aggressive ads. Yeah, you know, I will say... The one perk I never got while traveling was those damned lie flat seats in business. I feel like that was the one thing that prevented me from sleeping on planes. I feel like if I had gotten the lie flat, man, mm. I would have just been golden. 
Yeah. Because it's those... And I would even sometimes get economy plus, and those seats are still terrible for sleep. They're okay for sitting in. They're terrible for sleeping in. And I would always look down the aisle towards business class with all their, like, their fancy, like, individual divider cabins and their lie flat seats and yeah their champagne and <laughs> yeah the caviar and so, golden toilets oh it was so fancy i wanted yeah. it Super um fancy. and uh yeah so that was always the big the big difference but I'll give you another pick because I have, uh, in case the folks out there don't, I have terrible travel anxiety. I don't like to travel. It really stresses me out immensely, um, including flying. And one thing that really helped with that was the invention of an iPad with videos on it and noise-canceling headphones because those really make sure you don't feel like you're on a plane. So go check out the wire cutters pick for their cheap noise-canceling headphones, which are fantastic. They're, oh, they're they work great, much better than the like four times the price bows they recommend. Um, right. Get the cheap ones, and those are great for airplanes. And with that, you get an iPad, you get some videos on there. Time flies by. Good to go. Um, yeah, the, that uh, noise canceling headphones are important. Planes are are much louder than you expect them to be. And now, are you a window seat? Are you an aisle seat? Are you insane and pick the middle seat? Eh, there's really yeah i'm the, I'm the one i'm the one percent of people who love voluntarily middle. yeah uh i gotta go window window seat guy especially if it's a place that i've never been to before oh you want to look and... I, I love seeing it flying in like it's exciting it's, but loud. it's, just, it's just cool. like i'm there i'm like almost there a couple more minutes i'll be on the tarmac like in that city having an adventure yeah, it can be definitely can be loud, but yeah, I, I gotta go window seat. Beats the hell out of aisle seat. I feel like aisle seat is if you have like a irritable bowel syndrome or you're afraid of flying. Well, you can also stick your legs out in the aisle. It's easier to get up and pace back and forth on the on the two seat configuration. It's not as bad being the window guy, but I always feel so guilty when I'm the window guy and there's three seats. And you have to like edge, especially for overnight flights. This is really bad because everyone goes to sleep. And if you're not a sleeper, you want to stretch your legs or you got to use the bathroom or something. And then it's like, wake up, wake up. You're like trapped. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I can't say I've ever been in that situation before. Um, Being the, uh, the one who has to ruin everybody's sleep. Also, yeah. Maybe you want to keep watching those videos on the iPad, but the light is too bright for people around. That I don't give a shit. That's why the airplane people give out those night masks. So you can do that. So that one doesn't, that one doesn't, what does bother me though, is turning on the overhead light for reading a book. Um, Cause that's a little aggressive. Cause that kind of lights up the whole space. The iPad, I don't think is too bad. Yeah. Cause they all, they all have the in-seat displays now anyway. Mm -hmm. So you could and you just turn the brightness down. You'll be all right. It's not. A, believe me, I don't think that's a big deal. Uh, actually, funny you mention it because this flight to Iceland is in fact an overnight flight. Yeah, most so over we'll to Europe are. So that'll be that. That'll be not fun, but that'll be uh, an experience. It's. I used to. Um, 
I, one time when I went over, not, not to keep telling stories, but one time when I went over and I never did this, a bad idea. So I used to fly for business and we'd start first thing Monday morning. And so I didn't know when to fly over. And they said, oh, Sean, just, you know, cause the plane used to land at like seven in the morning. And like, oh, Sean, just land the plane, go drop your stuff at the hotel and then come into the office, you know, by like noon. Cause the airport was far from our office. I said, okay, yeah, that's reasonable. Um, turns out a, I don't sleep on planes and B, by the time I had I had landed, gone to the office, worked all day, gone to dinner with the crew, got to, I had, was up for like 32 hours straight um, from leaving the U.S. to to getting to sleep in Europe. So, not a great plan. I would I would recommend if you have the ability, just be aware when you land at 7 a.m. Don't schedule anything for your first day, or at least the first half of your first day. I find taking a, a two or three hour nap on that first day helps a lot. Yeah, definitely good advice. Uh, I think our first day we'll be spending all of it in Reykjavik. So maybe we'll get some, some sleep uh, when we get there. Um, I, I don't know how to do this also, but I'm going to figure it out because I made people at people um, at my job made me promise I would do this. Um, so there's a, a famous food in Iceland. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's it, what it is, is it's actually fermented shark. It's actually like they, they dig a, they dig a pit, bury the shark like under all this dirt and snow and leave it there all winter. And they dig it up again and they, they eat it in the spring and in the summer. Uh, it's a famous food. And I promised people at work that I would live stream myself eating it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's pronounced Haukard, um, which is Icelandic for fermented shark. It's the national dish of Iceland consisting of a Greenland shark or other sleeper shark, which has been cured with a particular fermentation process and hung to dry for four or five months. It has a strong ammonia-rich smell and a fishy taste. Wow, that sounds like <laughs> super appealing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I said I would live stream myself uh, partaking of this national dish. And I would like to uphold that agreement. Um, those, so those, those new to it may gag involuntarily on the first attempt to eat it because of the high ammonia content. First timers are sometimes advised to pinch their nose while taking the first bite as the smell is stronger than the taste. Hmm. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> oh my God, Matt. It comes in two varieties. This is the greatest sentence ever. It comes in two varieties, chewy and reddish from the belly and white and soft from the body. Huh? This. I guess I got to go. I got to try both of them, right? Chef Anthony Bourdain described it as, quote, the single worst, most disgusting and terrible tasting thing he has ever eaten. Yeah. This coming from the guy who also ate pig rectum. Andrew Zimmern described the smell as reminding him of, quote, some of the most horrific things I've ever breathed in my life. ha. <laughs> This is, this is, I seriously, Matt, this is going to be great. We're definitely going to talk about this when you get back. That's fantastic. They actually, they had a uh, local news anchor try some and they had to evacuate the entire studio <laughs> because of the, the strong smell. Like everybody literally 
had to leave. So uh can't say I'm looking forward to that, but I feel like it's something you have to do when you're there, when in Rome kind of thing, when in Reykjavik. Totally. So there you go. I got some video playing up here. Let me skip ahead there. They are tossing, cutting yeah. up the shark, tossing it into the bucket to be fermented. Yum. Oh boy. This is going to be great. And now you now you really can't get out of it. Because I've announced it. Because you told everyone. You've publicly come out and said you were going to do it. So, I mean, these Icelandic yeah, people are really like enjoying it. it. They're having yeah. a good time. Yeah. I won't play any of the videos of people getting sick, but... Yeah. Oh boy. Well, that's exciting. Well, hey, it's always fun to try new things when you uh, when you go to new places. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what else I should eat while I'm there. People said that Icelandic hot dogs are pretty weird. Hmm. They have, uh, I guess, a large lamb content in their hot dogs, so it makes them taste different. So I'll be trying that too, but I don't think that's quite as daring as fermented shark. Agreed. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'll let everyone know. Keep everyone posted on that. If I can, I'll live stream it. I'm just not sure if I'll have the technology or ability to do that. Um, but yeah. So you said before, okay, that you had a travel anxiety yeah, well, I have a lot anxiety of anxieties in general, but specifically travel. about travel, yeah. Yeah. Would you say that your travel anxiety would be made easier a different form of travel? Like, is it, for example, just limited to planes? So, well, first of all, I, I don't know why I pay my therapist so much money when I can just talk to you about this. But also, too, um, I would say anxiety is not about the form of travel necessarily, although planes are kind of a heightened version of that. But it's simply about going to a play, a new place that you've never been before. So let me give you an example. If you said, Sean, you can either travel to Scottsdale, Arizona, or to Amsterdam in the Netherlands, which one would be more stressful? Amsterdam. Why? Because it's more different than Scottsdale. I can figure out Scottsdale. Probably not that different from where I live now. They have Chili's and Holiday Inn and cars that drive on the right side of the road. So totally. I think I, I they don't have any snakes in, in Amsterdam. I can tell you that. No, they have a lot of other problems. So the thing is, is <laughs> the more different a place is, the more stressed out I'm going to be. So if you came to me and were like, Sean, I want to travel with you to a remote part of the wilderness where there's, they don't have electricity and they don't, nobody there has ever heard English. And I'm like, no, no, don't no, That's not fun. That's str-. I'm like, stop. You got your funny money and your weird words and your, your shit. I don't understand. No, no, not doing it. Yeah, so you would you'd go the predictable route. Honestly, a vacation at Scottsdale sounds lovely. Like I am not Mister Exciting oh, Adventurous Go Somewhere yeah. No One's Ever Been Before guy. Scottsdale, Arizona doesn't sound too bad, Actually, uh, except for the snakes and the lizards. Uh, I assume there's a lot of lizards there and scorpions. God damn, scorpions! When you look at scorpions, 
Are they not just the most terrifying things? I don't know if they're like, the most they terrifying pincer. thing. Pretty the pincers are just designed to hold you in place while they sting you. And and it's not even like a bee where when it stings you, it, it stinger falls out. Like, no, it's, they can just keep stinging you. Oh, God, I hate scorpions. That's one thing that you will never get me to eat, Sean. I will never eat a scorpion. Well, all right. Uh, all right, let's see. Because um, we're going to scorpion. You know, I still get emails um, from that company where I got the chocolate-covered crickets, <laughs> like their, their um, sort of promotional emails. And they keep wanting me to buy more. They want me to get... Oh, here we go. Yeah. Edible Asian forest scorpions. Let's see. Bag contains one large machine dehydrated scorpion. They're sourced from farms in Southeast Asia that breed them especially for human consumption. They're just the worst. Scorpions are the worst. $8.50, Matt. I'll buy you a bag. Uh, that bag will not be coming Ooh, in my they house. Ha- Matt, they have a, j- a jungle trial mix. So in this, you get you get one large scorpion, an Asian forest scorpion. You also get a giant water scorpion and a male rhino beetle. How about, you know what would be even more exciting? That grab bag, but one of them is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't know which? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming that the rhino beetle can't do anything to you, so I guess that's the one you got to hope is the. Oh, that's is the, the one, one with the big. Thick, that's the beetle with the big pincers in the front. Yeah, but can, did they bite people, or do they just use those pincers to eat other bugs or whatever? Um, that I don't know. Oh my god, they have so many. You can get water bugs. Water bugs. Queen weaver ants. Regular weaver ants. I would be see. I would be really scared that one of them was still alive, and it would like lay eggs in my house and i would be in, in like infestation that i had to pay to have this is like a, like a homegrown infestation all right what about chocolate covered scorpions would you at least try that nope never never would never do it delicious dark chocolate okay anyway we're very far off topic but um but yes no rather so- I would eat a snake before I eat a scorpion. We're going to get you on Fear Factor, Matt. I feel like that'd be awesome. <laughs> a lot of crazy things I would probably eat. Um, Iceland has a very specific brand of yogurt that they all really like over there, apparently. And I'm going to try it. It's called um, Skyr. Skier. I'm probably mispronouncing it. S- spelled S-K-Y-E-R. Skyer. Skyer or Year. Skyer. Skyer. Oh, S K Y R yogurt. Yeah. Icelandic yogurt. How's it different from regular yogurt? I don't know. It's just their popular yogurt. Icelandic provisions. Comes in flavors like plain. Um,. I'll uh, keep you posted in case I run into a uh, giant troll over there. I understand that they have trolls or ogres, whatever you say. I don't whatever think that's you call true. Uh, there was a documentary that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, it was just called Troll. It was a very good movie, by the way. For those of you who haven't seen it, it was on Netflix. I think it was definitely not Icelandic. 
I want to say it was Norwegian, maybe Finnish. It was it was some kind of Scandinavian. I think I, I'm pretty sure it was Norwegian. Um, it was about how trolls are real. Was it like that bullshit documentary National Geographic did a few years ago about how mermaids are real? Did you ever see that? Oh, no, it wasn't that? like that. It wasn't like where they actually assume that they're real. It was like, it was kind of like a, uh, I think like a like a parody, almost like a parody of of troll troll lore. Mm. But they really did make them seem like they were real, and they, there was tons of cool special effects and. Um, so I'll, I'll let you know, I'll let you know if that, uh, if, if I see any, any ogres out there. I mean, you just, wilds. Matt, you've killed like a lot of trolls in your day. Um, that's true. It's true. They do call me, uh, Matt, the troll ca- catcher. No, do I catch them or Achmenos, the troll killer quest. That's what they call you. Oh, that is what they call me. Yes. That is that is what they call me in in the world of Shaker well, it's, Heights. It's either that or Achmenos doesn't get the joke Sean's going for quest. Um, but anyway, no, I'm pretty sure that the trolls kill me in that in that adventure, right? And no, Have you're I still alive. You cannot. I don't even fucking remember, man. We, by the time you get back, we literally time. won't have done it for like three months. It's been a long ass time. We need to get back. We need to get back to the D and D. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been too long. It's going to continue to be a while. Now, Matt, question. Where would be the worst place to go on vacation? Um, Your own house. No, I think you could have a fun Actually, staycation. No, that, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. They would call it a staycation, right? Yeah. That's the popular trend these days. Um, So let's say for just... I would say... I'll give you a second to think about it, but I would say for, for the rules of this question... You can't pick, like, a, 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 a landfill. You know, like, you have to pick an actual, like, destination people would choose to vacation okay. at. But, like... Pittsfield, Massachusetts. The, <laughs> hey, it's not that bad. Actually, actually, this year, I was just up there last week. No joke. It's one of those towns that for, like, July and early August, it's filled with tourists, and then they all disappear. The traffic getting into that town was, like, I had not experienced in a long... Not that it was bumper to bumper, but it was really busy... And there were like people like walking the streets and I'm like, you're going to get shot. And they didn't seem to care. Um, it was very impressive how many people were there. Yeah. Uh, I, why, why were they there? What was the, was there like a uh, festival or something? Yes. Yes. Lots of theater festivals in the surrounding towns. Not a lot in Pittsfield, but in the surrounding towns, there's a lot of, um, a lot of art festivals. Okay. Uh, then the worst place to go on vacation of all time. Like, are we talking about like a generic environment? Like, just like, oh, I really don't like beaches. Where would or, you like, not want to go? Where if, would I never want to go? If you were on the prices Right and you won the showcase show, and I'm like, Matt, you just want a trip too? Like, what trip would you turn down? Oh, uh, Wyoming. God, I would never go. Really... <laughs> What's wrong with Wyoming? Fuck, Wyoming sucks. It does. It sucks. I, I I guess I apologize to any of our listeners from Wyoming. We have a but big contingency in Wyoming. Yeah, I know. We just lost all of them. So you're welcome. Or Nebraska. Really would never. Well, I've been to Nebraska once. Really don't want to go there ever again. Ever. Would be perfectly content never seeing most of 
that area of the United States. Um, except for Iowa. Iowa was surprisingly cool. Yeah, Especially I don't Des think that that's very Moines fair. There's a lot. So but, I'm on TravelWyoming.com. All right. Jackson Hole, which is one of the, the, the great scenic places in all of the United States. Um, Thermopolis, which is uh, home to Hot Springs State Park. Thermopolis, Thermopolis is home to Hot Springs State Park. I'm not making this stuff up. It's right on the website. Um, God, most of this is just like forests. Um, this looks terrible. It's basically the worst. Mm. It's kind of like if you imagine driving on the moon without like any life around you. Well, that sounds actually, that would be a good vacation driving around on the moon. That would be awesome. Of course you got to go to, I would definitely go to the moon. Um, I don't really have a big desire to ever go to like North Dakota, I guess, or any of the Dakotas. Uh, I I think if I want a vacation there, I may probably just give it back. Be like, thanks anyway. No. Yeah, yeah, I think so. How about you? What's your? Where's your anti-vacation? The Mall of America. What a stupid fucking place to take a vacation at a mall that's bigger than the mall where you live. Hmm. What's that? They put a roller coaster in a mall. Crazy. Who? who but, but who goes to? Oh, people vacation. Who goes there. to the Mall of America on vacation? Oh, people do it. People, I, I, an old colleague of mine lived in Minnesota for years, and he would tell me, like, people would go out of their way on vacation to go to the Mall of America. And he's like, Sean, they have three gaps in the Mall of America. Three. Like, it's stupid. So, no, that's, that's pretty lame. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I should do that. Um, I should definitely go. You're basically saying I should definitely go to Mall of America. That's going to be our next podcast staff meeting retreat is going to be at the Mall of America. I don't know. I, I would still go. I mean, it's a big mall and I'm sure they have lots of cool things and you could probably get lots of different kinds of food. It's just like every other mall. You, know, you could be like walking through and be like, oh, you know what? I feel like having Brazilian steak. Oh, look at that. Brazilian steak house is right here. Really want to buy that new Justin Bieber album that all the kids are talking oh, about? We'll, we'll go oh, to the Tower God. Records. No, those don't exist anymore. Come on. You know what? I really gotta have me some of that Cajun cuisine. Look at that King Cajun. It's at every mall. Um. So I don't know. I I would go. I would go. Not like my top choice, but I would definitely visit the Mall of America just to say that I've been. You know what's great about um, the Mall of America? A lot of people don't know this. It's actually really close to the Minneapolis airport. And they have a, a train that they built special to connect the airport to the mall. So the trick is you need like a six to 12 hour layover in Minneapolis. You go, you see the mall, and you continue to your actual final destination. I'm sure that's, I'm sure people thought of that. So that's I'm why sure they that's, built that, that rail line <laughs> for exactly that yep. reason. Not lost on that. Although, how many layovers happen in Minneapolis? Well, that's I've actually when I, the couple times I've flown coast to coast, I have looked to see if I could do that because I would do that. 
Um, and you're right. It is extreme. Yeah. It's not a major hub for any of the airlines. Or you pull, you know, you pull a Colin and you just fly to Minneapolis on a whim just to go to the mall and then just fly back a couple hours later. I hate flying way too much for that. I saw. Um, actually, Matt, you just reminded me it's, it's a couple, way off topic, but I'm going to tell you the same way because I'll forget if I don't say it now. So we talked on this show a couple weeks ago about the Chick-fil-A barbecue sandwich. Yes. Which you were, to, to quote myself, gangbusters about. You were Matter of fact, yeah, I, I just had one yesterday. Right. So the other day I was, uh, I was sitting around my house. I realized I was out of groceries, but I wasn't planning on going to the store until the next day. And it was dinner time. And I'm like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to (gasps) eat? I remembered Matt's Chick-fil-A barbecue sandwich. Like, and my mind just went like, you know, confetti exploded. It was thrilling. I'm like, this is perfect. This is so good. And so I, I get in the car and I didn't, I'm not still that familiar with the area. So I had to put in where the Chick-fil-A is nearby. And I put in the GPS and I'm driving a Chick-fil-A and I'm fuck I, I don't know if you can see where this is going. I'm so fucking excited and I pull in. It's Sunday. They're closed. Who, oh, what business? Yeah. I totally forgot they Go do that. What a what a oh, crock of crap that was. I would have gladly given them um, my money. This is just part it's part of southern life here. And you should have known because you were a southerner for like a year when you lived I used to eat a Chick-fil-A. I, I, I just but it just totally You want it the, the 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 day you want it the most will always be on Sunday. Son of a bitch. And they will always be closed on Sunday. I was so mad. I was so so you so, so you know what Yeah, what what other like businesses have done, for example, uh, Cracker Barrel did this, and I'm noticing some other local um, restaurants are, are following in suit. Is they'll have a Sunday chicken special, and the Sunday chicken special will be pretty much to to pick up all of those Chick Fil A cravers and uh, get them hooked. And so I still didn't have Thanks any food in the, my house. Fried chicken, and so I went. To... You need your own Chick-fil-A sandwich. No, I didn't have any food. So instead, I went to the Burger King right by my house and got their barbecue chicken sandwich, and it was a nice. staggering disappointment. Yeah. A pale imitation. Was... Nope. Definitely. Wow. I feel. I do feel bad. I do. I was crushed. So I still so have where not is gotten there it. In Massachusetts? There's Chick-fil-A in Massachusetts? Yeah, they built one in Springfield a couple years ago. Yeah, but it's like the only, there aren't many. No, that's got to be the only one. It's a, it's Although a I heard deal. there's one in Peabody, which I am definitely pronouncing wrong Peabody? on purpose. Yeah, because the real pronunciation is stupid. Um, No one asked you. It's Peabody. Peabody, Massachusetts. I not Peabody. I don't think that's right. Yeah, there's one in Chicopee. There's one in Enfield, Connecticut, which isn't too far from me. So, anyway, beside the point. Um, anyway, what were we talking Chick-fil-A about? Ball. Vacation. Uh, you like to get Chick Fil A, but pre- pre- predominantly on Sunday. It's the it's the Lord's Day, and I want to eat a chicken sandwich in His honor. And not want you to eat that chicken sandwich he thinks that you should be praying instead and then when you're when you're good and done praying monday morning you can go and enjoy that big greasy chicken on a biscuit chicken yeah chicken of love damn they suck 
Um, Next time you go, keep in mind though. I know because I know you're a home chef. Buy, ask them for their sauce in a tub. You can get six to ten ounce tubs of their sauce. They keep them for catering. Uh, and you can ask for any of their sauce and, and get it in a big tub and uh, bring it home and keep it as like a dipping sauce or potentially a marinade, however you want to use it. Go nuts. I probably won't do that. It's one. I, I would feel too that. uncomfortable asking the poor Chick-fil-A employees. Can I get some sauce? Oh, how, how much? A giant tub. <laughs> they have them. It's not like they have to go procure them. They have them like right under the right you know, under the counter. Matt, pull it, them out. It might be easier if I just go to like Home Depot, get one of those giant plastic tubs and just bring my own and be like, can you fill this with fill, fill her up. your Chick-fil-A sauce? Like bringing a growler to, <laughs> yeah, to the dogs. Fill it up. Sauce growler. Fill it up. Yeah, it's growler. It's not only a great idea, it's also a fun band name. Yeah, um, so you can make people drink it. That, that, you know, that's a great gimmick for like a barbecue store. Like you ever see those like grill stores they have barbecue sauces and rubs and stuff? They should do yeah. a sauce growler. They should. And you can come in and get whatever sauce is on tap. Oh my god, this is a this yeah, is a brilliant. I think this is a great idea. Holy Delicious. shit, the only Delicious. good idea we've ever had. Yeah, the sauce. This product. is it. We've just made our millions. Boom, boom. Shark, get Shark Tank on the phone. Fermented Shark Tank. <laughs> oh man, dude, seriously, I will not judge you any less if you decide not to do it. I'm wondering if I dip the fermented shark in chick-fil-a sauce if it will make it better no you got to dip it in icelandic yogurt now yeah i think you got to put it in the yogurt that's why the yogurt's there that's why you got the skyer there mm. gross yeah well matt we are out of time unless you have any other thoughts on vacation other than on your own which uh go and and have a good time and we'll be anxiously awaiting your return yeah all right uh Vacations are great. It's just the best time you'll ever have. I recommend everybody just go take vacation right now, all at once, at the same time. <laughs> call your bosses and be like, it's vacation time. Matt said I could. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any, anything you, any closing words for, uh, for you about vacations, Sean? Um, well, Matt, I don't much like them. I rarely take them. And I don't find them that fun. So that's as I as I told you when uh, when the crew came down to Houston for a week um, back in what was that March April uh, that was literally the first week long vacation I had taken in three years. So not really the guy to ask about vacations. However, I hope you all found this uh, useful and informative and at least a good use of your time. We appreciate you joining us. We do this show. We certainly try every week. We won't be here for the next two weeks, but that's okay because you can go to our website up for debate.tv and listen to all our old episodes. What's great about this show is they don't get dated. They're still good. And we have lots of fun topics we've talked about before. Matt, what's an old episode people should go and listen to next week when we're not here? Uh, for example, I happen to really like our episode we did about breakfast foods. Breakfast foods. That was a great foods. episode. That would, can it you... was better because we had to record it twice because Sean... Did not record it the first time. It was so good the first time. I hit the record button. 
but it was really good the first time. I think we did a pretty good job recovering it the second time, and I was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, I also really liked when we ranked our favorite moments from favorite fads or something, or favorite trends. What was that? Were we we talked about the trucking truckers oh no those were novelty songs novel novelty songs yes that was a great that was a weird too. one yeah go okay, i like that one yeah folks go uh, check those I, out we, a quiz show. we did a quiz show episode that was cool i want to do another one of those we talked all about the oceans that was a very meaningful episode and we we, we learned a little bit about the planet and about ourselves so check that out as well we did the whole feeds on the way. I will I will give a quick shout out to um, when we did the official things of the United States was a favorite of mine um, mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Of course, our movie drafts are always fun to go back and listen to and hear our bad theories that uh, this or that, which we did twice. Actually, we're, we're about up. I think we're almost up for another this or that. Um, it's been a while. The- there was that time when we created our own commercial. Damn, that was a that was a wild ride. The, the baseball, the base, the local baseball team was that's a great one. <laughs> that is a great one. Hey, you know what? I, I just thought of it. Um, the the PlayStation game MLB the show. Um, you can actually make your own baseball team and like design a logo and stuff. I should go in there and I should make what was our team? The Tacoma Grits. The Tacoma Grits. Oh, Gertie the Grit. Oh. Gertie the Grit. Yeah. Oh. Great episode. That was a, what, what was it? What was it? Loose Spaghetti Night? I we <laughs> that was go back and they're all on the feed and on the website. Go listen to them. They're a lot of fun. Um spaghetti eating contest. That's the spaghetti eating contest. Mm. We gotta man, we gotta start writing down these future ideas because we got some good ones. But regardless of that. Uh, we thank all of you for joining us. Of course, follow us at Up for Debate TV on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Up for Debate TV. And of course, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, anywhere you get podcasts, and on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Up for Debate. Um, that is it. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean, thanking all of you so much for joining us. We'll see you soon for more great discussion on another Up for Debate. <laughs>